The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on SAFM. Good evening, uh, Lawson Maidu. Good evening, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, welcome to SFM Viewpoint. Thank you. And thanks for taking your time to be with us uh, tonight. No, it's a pleasure, Fadisa. Thank you. As you know, uh, this month is Human Rights Month, and uh, we'll be discussing, uh, you know, the issues around the human rights and the challenges, uh, uh, you know, which we are facing, and how best uh, we deal with those issues uh, going forward. Um, and uh, the issue I would really like us to discuss today will be around uh, corruption and its impact uh, on human rights issues. However, before we get to that, uh, could you kindly give a very brief background about who you are, what you do, uh, nine to five or eight to four? Uh, it's more like uh, six to eight, uh, six in the morning to eight at night. Uh, but, okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Sadiso. Um, no, um, I'm the executive secretary of uh, an organization called the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution, CAFAC, uh, which has been around since 2010, so it's uh, almost 11 years old. And it's an organization that seeks to, um, to advance and promote uh, the, the basic tenets of the Constitution, the fundamental principles and uh, foundational principles of the Constitution. And uh, I've been listening to the conversation so far, and a lot of focus has been around accountability, uh, which is an important uh, part of the work that CASEC does in, in terms of trying to uh, ensure and extract uh, public accountability from public officials, be they elected officials or public servants. And it's really about using the Constitution to, to create this kind of society that the preamble to the Constitution envisages, where we create you know, a, a, a better life for uh, all South Africans based on equality, human dignity, and the progressive realization of the, uh, the rights that are enshrined in the Bill of Rights. <clears throat> so that, in a nutshell, is what CASAC is about and what uh, you know, I've, I devote my time to, uh, to trying to promote. No, thanks. Uh, we do see a case like being mentioned uh, in the media from time to time. And we, I guess now you would become a familiar face uh, on media as well as on TV. Now, you know, in the context then of, of your work uh, and your organization, as far as, you know, strengthening constitutional democracy, what would be your reflections, you know, on the impact uh, of corruption uh, in our country, on, on, on our constitutional democracy and human rights, but also taking into account, you know, the things we are hearing uh, through the Zondo Commission and elsewhere. You know, just just give us a yeah, just your assessment and what do you think about this? Well, look, I mean, I think that's a, you know, it's it's a deep uh, and and um, and ve uh, varied response to that question. You know, so at one level, as we've been talking already, it's around the issue of accountability, and uh, you know, we place. Uh, in our system of constitutional democracy, we place power in the hands of elected officials uh, and of the government through public servants uh, to act in a manner that the constitution and the laws of the country require them to do, to uh, uh, 
use public resources effectively in pursuit of the goals of government, in pursuit of the uh, vision of the Constitution. And where those funds are, are misappropriated and misused for personal benefit, then that's a failure of accountability. It's a failure of institutions to have proper systems in place to ensure that that doesn't happen, including, as you were speaking earlier, about the role of Parliament. Uh, but it has, a, you know, a, I think a deeper and uh, a more sinister effect in that it really, it, it, is, the, it is the poor and, and the vulnerable who feel the, uh, the biggest brunt of corruption and the uh, misuse of public resources. And I think this is something that, uh, you know, our recently uh, departed uh, Auditor General Kimi Makwetu uh, really lamented is, uh, you know, in doing his job, you know, tearing out his hair year after year as to how this uh, wasteful expenditure continues uh, and deprived ordinary people of the benefit of what the government should be doing for them. And so at the end of the day, uh, corruption, state capture, misuse of public resources impacts directly on the human rights of poor because it means less money that's available for water, uh, for housing, uh, for schools, for clinics, and it's those basic services uh, that people are deprived of as a result of uh, public servants, politicians, and people in the private sector benefiting unduly from, uh, from corruption. Okay, thanks, Lawson. Uh, before we open uh, you know, the channels for outsiders, for callers, let me just ask you one question. I mean, you, we look at our constitution, the preamble and section one, very beautiful phrases about, you know, the kind of a country we want. What has really gone wrong uh, with the people who were put in government? Well, you know, I, I think there's been a lack of political will. Um, some would say a lack of political capacity uh, to really put in place the... Uh, the policies, programs to actually uh, realize that vision of the Constitution. Uh, but we must also take responsibility as South Africans in, in not insisting that our rights are respected, that government does uh, what it says it's going to do. Uh, you know, there's, uh, uh, so it, it comes back to this issue of accountability. And, not, and it's, you know, accountability is not just about being able to vote once every five years, but being uh, engaged at, a, at, a, at an ongoing level. And, you know, there's a, a level of government in, in our system of governance at a local government level where I think there is a failure both by uh, 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 local government structures, but also by, uh, by communities and ordinary citizens to use the mechanisms that are in place to uh, ensure that our voices are heard and to, and to hold government account, accountable. Um, so I think, you know, we need a much more engaged citizenry, not just, you know, as somebody earlier said, you know, well, uh, we can't just be speaking. Well, speaking is important uh, because we need to articulate what the issues are, and through that speaking is hopefully to mobilize people to take action. And, you know, I'm not just talking about people uh, undertaking protest action, as we see on a regular basis in South Africa but engaging with institutions of governance to make sure that our voices are heard and they do uh, what is required of them. Thank you, uh, Lawson. Uh, just to remind the listeners, my name is Tidiso Tipanyani, 
CEO of the South African Human Rights Commission, and we have before us uh, Lawson Naidu. Uh, can we now open the line for callers, if any? Of course, the number to dial there is Johannesburg 714-2006. For those who want to participate in the conversation, thank you so much. CEO, South African Human Rights Commission, Advocate Siriso Tipanyane. In the absence of callers, I'm thoroughly enjoying this conversation with Mr. Lawson Naidu, who is Executive Director at the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution. KSEC, the time is now 2045. One or two callers are trickling through, but carry on, please, gentlemen. This is lovely. Thank you. Uh, Lawson, uh, let's just go now to the Zondo Commission. Uh, we're hearing, um, you know, uh, amazing evidence coming through at the same time, worrying and concerning. Uh, from where you stand, you know, uh, it, what is the life beyond the Zondo Commission? How will we, you know, sustain uh, and address some of the issues which are coming out of the Zondo Commission? Well, you know, you know, for me, the Zondo Commission has been very uh, cathartic. It's, I think it's an important uh, initiative that we've undertaken as a country. But we've had such initiatives before. You know, we had, uh, going back to the late 1990s, we had the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And then in more recent memory, we had the Fulham Commission of Inquiry into the Marikana Massacre. Uh, and we've had a range of, of commissions, but... The key issue is what happens once the report of a commission is uh, is out. Uh, how do we make sure that the authorities, whether it be at government or other uh, institutions of governance, actually act on those recommendations? You know, uh, let's take the Farlem Commission of Inquiry. They made far-reaching recommendations about the use of force by police. And yet just earlier this week, we see uh, someone being killed uh, during a student protest at Wits University mm. by police, the, um, the public order police, using rub- rubber bullets in a situation that rubber bullets should never be utilized in, in, in such close proximity to protesters, uh, and the innocent bystander that was killed. So we we never seem to learn the lessons uh, that these commissions of inquiry uh, give to us. Uh, and I certainly hope that it's going to be different this time with the Zonda Commission. Okay, any caller? Carry on the conversation. Don't worry about the callers. Um, I, I, I do oh. have a question, though, to engage Lawson, and thank you so much for the indulgence here at City. So, Lawson, we, we have, rightly so, this, well, let me say expectation in the absence of anything else from the Zonda Commission. The evidence that has come out in the three years of this commission at the very least, is damning on some of the most senior political figures in this country, and many business persons are seriously compromised. Some have fallen as a result. Some have even died. How does a nation trust that the system will take this evidence, put it through the justice system, have the justice system do what the justice system is supposed to do, and then the correctional services system is engaged at the tail end of that, so that when we talk about the Zonda Commission, I don't want, as an individual and as a member of society, want South Africans to be talking about anything other than it was money well spent, it took long, but it was worth it, because now the culprits belong 
where they are and are there in jail? How do we get to that point? No, that's a critical uh, issue, Songhezo, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> one in which I share. So, um, you know, at the level of holding individuals accountable, uh, clearly the law enforcement agencies, as you say, have to, have to play their role. Now, there was an important uh, amendment to the rules of the Commission of Inquiry uh, in the middle of last year that now uh, permits them to share investigative reports and evidence uh, with the National Prosecuting Authority and specifically the new independent directorate that is there that is there to to prosecute uh, state capture and corruption cases. So hopefully the NPA will uh, will utilize that information that's being made available and prepare watertight cases that can go to court and uh, convict people uh, against whom we've already heard evidence of the Zonda Commission. So that, that for me is critical because we actually need to uh, need to see people end up in prison as a result of the crimes that, have, that, that they have committed. And some of the testimony that we've heard at the Zonda Commission suggests that those crimes should be nothing less than treason because they have betrayed the people of South Africa, they have betrayed the Constitution. But an, another important aspect of that, if I may, yes. <clears throat> is, is looking forward, is how do we make sure this never happens again? So it's one thing to look backwards and say, you know, so-and-so did this and uh, we're going to prosecute and send them to jail. Uh, that's all well and good, and it's critically important. But what do we need to do to make sure that this never happens again? And this is where I've been, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, a very welcoming of the uh, Deputy Chief Justice's view that he's beginning to look at the institutional failures that allowed this to happen under our noses with nobody doing anything about it. And he's shone a very uh, bright spotlight, if I may say, uh, for example, on the role of Parliament. Uh, and the Parliament needs to, you know, to to answer as to why it failed to uh, deal with these issues when they were raised in public platforms, in the media, and in in Parliament itself. So Parliament needs to change the way that it functions to make sure that this never happens again. And I certainly hope that the Deputy Chief Justice will be making recon- recommendations regarding strengthening of institutional responses to to corruption and state capture. Let's continue the conversation. Thanks, Lawson. Uh, we'll not go for an advert break. SAFM, leading the conversation. Nothing conventional on the viewpoint. Songe Somapete on SAFM. Welcome back to SAFM Viewpoint. My name is Tidiso Tipanyane, CEO of the South African Human Rights Commission. And our guest is Lawson Maidu from uh, KSAC. We're talking about corruption and human rights. Uh, we'll take a few more callers. Uh, the first one is Vincent from Bushbuck. Vincent? Uh, good evening, uh, the guest from Kasak and from Human Rights. If I pronounce whatever uh, good. I want, to, I want to check one thing with, you, with both of you, the guests. Am I represented as a voter? I'll give you an example. I'm not sure whether I'm, I'm represented. One, today there was a session in a parliament where in the parliament want to check if a, 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 a member or a leader of a chapter 9 institution can be removed if he or she is not fit. 
and they debated and they came with those uh, uh, votes to say this is what we can do. North Aute, there was a case where in a, a party want to check uh, how the other party leader got elected, whether the, 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 the campaign was funded by people who are not uh, eligible to confirm. My question is, if I come as a voter to say, those who debated the, the, the discussion to remove the leader of the, 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 the Chapanan institution, can I remove them as a voter from Bush Park Ridge? Or the, the party leader of another party who want to know about that, am, am I eligible to say you are, you are asking a question which is not relevant? I sent you not to ask that. I sent you to come and make sure that I get water, I get electricity and roads and all these other things. Am I represented? Thank you. Uh, Lawson, over to you. Uh, <coughs> we are running out of time, so we need yeah. to take a few short conversations. Okay, I'll try and be brief, uh, Sadiso. Uh, look, it's an important question. It's, you know, it's, it's about the nature of democracy and the connection between the voter and the elected representatives in Parliament. Uh, you know, this is a conversation on its whole about the kind of electoral system that we have, which you raised earlier. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we elect representatives to, to, uh, on the basis of party manifestos, of, of belief in and support for legal and constitutional values and principles. And, uh, you know, there cannot be a, a referendum on every issue that parliament or government has to consider. So, you know, and uh, we need to trust that they will follow the proper process. And if they don't, uh, then, you know, there is recourse in the checks and balances in our system where uh, court challenges, for example, can be tabled against uh, unlawful actions by parliament or government. So, yes, you know, we're represented. Can the system of representation be better? Uh, that's a debate that I think the country is having at the moment and uh, one in which I hope all South Africans will participate. Thank you, Lawson. Uh, we're running out of time, so we'll take uh, Aisha and Skyly back to back uh, in about three minutes. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, to, to the CEO of the Human Rights Commission. Uh, we have a problem here in the Northern Cape with the Human Rights Office. Last month, she held, she's biased. Last month, she held a, 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 a meeting for, for, the, for the traditional leadership, and she only invited people that she likes. So you must sort that out. Then I want to know the... Human Rights Commission reports, why does the government not do what the Human Rights Commission reports say? And uh, is there any way that you can enforce it? And then about the public protector thing, I'm happy if they make legislation to remove heads of Chapter 9. And then to Lawson Naidu, I want to say we are past um, progressively re realizing rights. 
this government has had 26 years. So it's about giving rights that was stipulated there and now. And then about parliament, they don't, they do not enforce. And all of these structures, whether you're talking about local government, provincial government, national government, or parliament, they all say at the end of the day, they can only recommend, they, they, they can't enforce, so then we must change it. Thank you. Okay, thank you, uh, Aisha. Scarly, you have one minute before going for the news. Will I uh, respond after the news? Thank you for taking my call, sir. Sangezo, and thank you for bringing Sir Lawson Naidu, uh, being honored to speak to him. Uh, my take is, uh, Lawson Naidu has said everything almost I wanted to say. The government needs to be accountable and not too happy with the CR17 outcome. These are the things that set examples, you know. Uh, I mean, it, it, it is the same thing. Why it, it must be proven where you come from and, 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 and all that. It, yeah. Uh, it, it's good you brought uh, Lawson Naidu, and uh, my take is that uh, Mr. Lawson Naidu and, and his party has got to act now, you know. In, uh, there's no much human rights here in this country. Um, Thank you, Scully. one-sided. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Uh, uh, we'll now move, go to the news, and we'll hand over to Craig Host for the news, and then we'll wrap up afterwards. Thank you. On the viewpoint. Good evening, Songhezom. I completely Welcome disagree back. with your previous guest. There is a lot we can do to hold this government accountable. In fact, I don't even think holding them accountable is a viable option anymore. The only solution to our problems in this country is if we were to snap out or step away from the mentality of victimhood and slavish mentality and stop being some loyalist because that seems to be the prevailing mentality amongst African people. We tend to be loyal to people that are, are no good to us. I'm not sure whether that is largely due to colonialism and, and oppression of the past, but we need to snap away from this victimhood and vote again and vote this government out of power. That is the only sensible thing to do. Thank you very much. This is Donald from Great. Good evening, advocate. I have a chronology of of cases where there is corruption and collusion within the criminal justice system. I have tried to take it up to the top with the NPA, there are blockages. My signature has been forged by police officers. I've reported this and I'm not having any luck. Prosecutors are running helter skelter. Please, if you would leave your email address, I'm happy to send you this whole dossier. It's a serious web of corruption. This is Malrato. Thank you. Hi, good evening. Caesar in the Eastern Cape. Uh, I think the system that we have is not working for us. It was never meant for us. So it needs to be changed. Parliament cannot account or cannot uh, hold politicians accountable. And if these people are accounting to the ANC and we voted for them, 
there's a disjuncture there. So my Thank you. Lawson, uh, would you quickly uh, respond to some of the issues uh, on our part of the Human Rights Commission? We've taken note uh, of the points. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, you know, can we change the system? Can Parliament do more? Clearly, Parliament can do more. Parliament has the authority to hold the executive to account and to hold organs of state to account, and we need to make sure that they do that. And maybe a change to the electoral system will help in that. Uh, maybe... <clears throat> As the, the, the first voice note, voice note said, uh, we need to change the way that we vote, the parties that we vote for, in order to, uh, to get the message across that power lies in the hands of people. So, I, you know, I take uh, comfort from what people have said, is that we need to change the way that we do things as ordinary South Africans. We, you know, we cannot rely on politicians to change things for us. We need to be hands-on in making sure that that happens. Thank you. Uh, my name is Tidiso Tipanyane, CEO of the South African Human Rights Commission. I'm the host for the show, and my guest is Lawson Naidu, and we're discussing the issue of corruption and its impact uh, on human rights. It has certainly been a pleasure uh, for us, and we want to thank SFM for this opportunity uh, for us to talk to you uh, during the Human Rights Month. And we as a Human Rights Commission will actually be hosting a conference on the 29th of March, on corruption and its impact on human rights. Thank you. Signing out. Thank you so much there, Teresa. Much appreciated. Just tell us very briefly, please, about this uh, well, uh, conference colloquium on the 29th of March. Yeah, it will be on remote. It will be on online. So uh, we invite everybody, media and everybody else. Fantastic. We'll certainly be on the lookout for that. And of course, Malerato has requested your contact details. I'm now requesting the producers to have you stay on the line, engage them as they try and put you through or have your details put through to Malerato. Thank you so much then you. for your time, Advocate Teresa Tipanyane, CEO of the South African Human Rights Commission. Lawson, are you there? Thank you so much as well for your contributions. Thank you very much, Sangeso, and thank you, Sudisa, for inviting me on. Lawson, quick question now. You thought you'd get away. Not so fast. When is it your turn to be Teddy, so as it were? Uh, we, we'll discuss that, uh, Sogeza. We I'm are discussing now. it, Lawson. <laughs> we are discussing okay. it. When? We'll, we'll, do it, we'll do it in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Lawyers and specificity. Nonetheless, <laughs> thank you so much, Mr. Lawson Naidu, Counsel for the Advancement of the South African Constitution, Executive Director there, KSEC.